episode of Quilt Buzz, the podcast featuring your favorite folks from across the Quiltiverse. I'm Amanda of Broadcloth Studio, and I'm joined by Anna of Wax and Wayne Studio. Hello. Wendy, the weekend quilter. Hey. And our special guest, Laura of Prequilt. Hello. So to kick things off, we want to know really what we're all dying to know. What's the story behind your IG handle? And I think you have two, if I'm correct. Yeah, so I started off with Commonwealth quilts. And the reason behind that is I really just love the idea of a Commonwealth and having a contribution to the greater good. And I figured my contribution was quilting and making. Do you originally come from a Commonwealth? Because I'm from Massachusetts, which is a Commonwealth state. (laughs) That's where I'm like, maybe I need to rebrand because I am not like a big, you know, British lover. Like, they're cool. The word is Anglophile. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just like, oh, this is misleading. But I really just like that word, Commonwealth. It's fair enough. They're Commonwealth. Yeah. Anyway, so that's how that got started. And, um, And I just, I give away most of my quilts. So I was just like, that's me contributing. Um, and then when Gar and I started prequilt, I didn't want to be broadcasting all my personal work or anything that might not even be prequilt related. And so we started our own handle for prequilt. So prequilt, um, could you tell us more about it? Yeah, so prequilt started in early um, 2018, like January of 2018. And it was really kind of like a great way of Gar and I to work together. So Gar is my husband. He's a web developer. And he's always, frankly, he's always wanted something that would get him off the grid. So something that would would be independent, an independent um, financial work stream. And he just loves building this entire site to the point where sometimes it's like, could you stop talking about prequel, please? Um, (laughs) And it's a great way for him to showcase what he can do with code, um, which is uh, good for him, you know, for a portfolio when he's working for clients as well. Um, So that started and it was literally because I was trying to design the circus tent quilt in Adobe Illustrator and my skills in in Illustrator are not savvy. So I was like banging my head against things and I was really good and like, screw it, I'll just start making it. And then Gar leaned over my shoulder and he was like, oh, I could, I could program something that would just randomly pick the colors out of this, you know, because I had a charm pack and then you could just go from there. So it didn't actually happen before I made the quilt. I actually just ended up going to the basement and just like, you know, randomly putting things together. But at the same time, he started working on the prototype for pre-quilt, which essentially let let me choose the colors for the circus tent quilt following the logic of the pattern. And that's where everything got started. And then we kind of thought, well, if this is helpful for me, maybe it might be helpful for other people. And I started reaching out to people like Wendy. Um, I remember you were one of the first people we kind of like, I kind of reached out to. And, um, and so we just slowly started getting people to collaborate with us and we would use the app to build out their quilts. So the quilt had already been designed. It was already, the logic was already there. We just had to figure out how to use the program to replicate it. 
And all of that actually really helped us in pushing the capabilities of the application. I, I, one, one was Andrew St. Jackson. I thought they were just, um, the rectangles were actually two squares. So it's like, okay, we could do that one. And, but actually it wasn't a, a perfect ratio of two to one. It was a little bit shorter. So we had to push the capabilities of the application, how Gar had to figure out how to design something that was rectangular and not two squares. And so every time we, we took on a new um, collaborator, it made us redesign the platform. And so now it's, it's capable of doing a lot of different designs. And how'd you come up with the company name Prequilt? Um, that's Gar. He's really good at all those little like jingles and taglines. Um, and so it was literally what comes before the quilting. Oh, okay. Prequilt. And we got really lucky. I mean, it was just, I mean, the website was available and everything. So it just, it was a little too easy. Does Gar, did Gar make up a jingle for it? Like, does there a song? There's no song, but if the tagline is pre-quilt twice, cut once. Um, and then he had like, like on the cards, it was like two fingers for the scissors and one for, and um, it, or like waist, pixels, not fabric, stuff like that. Like he's pretty good at stuff like that. Yeah. I, re I remember receiving stickers, I think two quilt cons ago with the, you know, the hand going with the sort of scissor sign. So who was that? Who's the hand model behind that sticker? Oh, that was, um, that was provided by the internet. <laughs> I was like, Gar, what do people ask? We're not white. And these are really white. And yeah, so then I, and then I was like, who cares? <laughs> like, I also never wear nail polish. This is fine. So, yeah, so the, the internet provided. So hand modeling was not your career path? No, no. I just, hmm. I was like, I have limitations. I really need to, you know, admit what I'm good at and what, what my hands are. Hand modeling. <laughs> How would you say that Prequilt really differentiates from other traditional softwares that are out there for quilt design? Yeah, so that's a really good question because there are um, quite a few options out there and and like EQ8 is like a very powerful tool. And so I don't want to downplay like the pros and cons of, of other things that are out there. I think what makes Prequilt really unique is that it's a web-based application, which means you only need to have the internet and a browser. We recommend Chrome because it tends to work the best on Chrome. And it also lets you enable you, it enables you to work on your quilts from any computer. So it's cloud-based. So you can be on your phone, you can be on your tablet, and then you could go to your computer and it's all right there. I think what makes it really great is you don't always need to have a plan walking into your designing with prequel. So a lot of times in the other programs, you kind of already have to have an idea of what you want to do before you could start. Where prequel, you can kind of come in with just a seed of an idea like, oh, I want to make something with half square triangles and I want to have blue and pink. And you can start there and that becomes enough of a, um, a seed to really play with the design features and come up with a, a uniquely your idea. Um, we also have like a pro feature coming out soon where if you are a designer and you want to provide your customers with their own coloring pages and not collaborate with us and sell them through our shop, um, we're getting to a point where we're also going to have a pro account where you can you can start providing people with your own coloring pages as well. I guess for someone that's new to prequel and I guess taking up on a new sort of quilting program, it can be a bit overwhelming or so did you have like any sort of advice for someone 
that's new to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely say we understand like, like any new technology, there's always a learning curve. Um, so we're trying to make it easier by providing um, YouTube video tutorials. So anytime we do a new feature or if we redesign the website, we go back and we redo tutorial videos that are available on YouTube. So for example, if you want to know how to merge cells um, to make one bigger block, which is a newer feature, there's a there's a YouTube channel um, with a video walking you through those steps. Um, we also have a little bit of a help section as well, which uses you know words rather than video to describe what you can do. I would say that that's the best way to start because it gets you into the features and also gets you excited about what you can do. And then you just start playing with the basic features and you get a you get a handle on what that is and then you can keep learning more advanced features. What is your favorite feature of Prequilt or which is the one that you use the most? I definitely use the coloring, randomized color um, one the most. Right now I'm not really designing that much stuff so I don't use it as often as um, I think other people do, but I definitely, that's always a go-to. And I'm trying to work through my stash because um, when I was working full time, all I did was buy fabric. I didn't actually make anything. <laughs> so I really tried to not buy anything anymore. So um, the randomized coloring is actually a really good feature to just know what, what will work well in my stash. All right. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey with quilting, like how you started and then how you came to start posting on Instagram? Yeah, so um, I remember the first like quilt thing that I did was um was a workshop called Improv Patchwork at the Workroom in Toronto, and you've probably seen them. It's Karen Bellino, and she was really a pioneer in the whole makers kind of community building. Um, and she's all the way on the west end of Toronto, so I don't get to go there very often. It's like an hour, hour and a half away. Um, but I had just gotten to the point where I could be independent from my baby. And I was like, I need to get out and do stuff. Um, I know that feeling. <laughs> so I went and I did that. And that's how I got introduced to quilting or like quilt making. But I've always been sewing. Like I've, I went through, um, I did an industrial design degree. And looking back, all my projects were, were textile based. I was making things out of felt or out of, I made this huge sleeping bag. Um, and so I, I think it's always been there, but the outlet came to be quilts um, for how to get that creative um, making out. Um, so that's kind of where I started. I actually, um, after that class, it took me probably another two years to actually finish a quilt. And that was for a friend. Um, she had a baby. And, um, and so the way I learned was just, I started taking books from the library and started following vlogs and Eventually, I made an entire quilt, and it was a, it was a square quilt with some orange peel applique. Um, so nothing complicated, but it it was it made me feel really good, and it, and then I I gifted it. So I actually only have like one quilt in my house. Um, well, two. The boys have one each. That is impressive. That's very impressive. <laughs> I I kind of keep thinking maybe I should keep some, but it's like uh, what? You know, no, I don't need all these things. <laughs> so you had started sewing as a kid, I take it? Yeah. Um, so I remember making clothes for my Barbies with my mom, but I don't, I don't really remember how old I was. Cause I think in an, I was in an interview with Abby and I was talking about it and I was like, nah, I'm pretty sure I wasn't 12 or 13. I had to be a lot younger than that to be making Barbie clothes. But, um, 
uh, that was my first memory of it. And then I just kind of, I didn't do anything with it for a really long time. So going back to, you know, when you first started quilting and you said you were looking into blogs and different, you know, you're following different sort of quilters, who were sort of the first few people that you started following and sort of building that knowledge around quilting and your skills? At the time, um, Blueprint was craftsy. And so there was a free, um, a free video from like start to finish on how to make a quilt. I don't even remember who it was, but that was really helpful because then I could see things like basting and binding and how to cut fabric properly because I definitely wasn't before. I was just like lay it out and just like, oh, this is great. I'll just cut that out. I also followed the workroom. So Karen has always had an amazing blog. I'm a lot more, she does a lot more um, garment sewing than probably quilting, but it's very inspirational. If you started out with applique, have you continued down that route or like, can you describe your quilting style currently? Um, I think my current quilting style is I I just like working with blue fabric. And so what I do is I start with a stack of blue fabric and then I end up making something with it. The circus tent quilt that I is probably my most recent finish, even though it was very long ago. Um, that block started because I was folding post-it notes at work in a meeting and I was just really bored. and. And then I really liked it. So then I, I had started playing with that too. Is like, how do I take a piece of paper, fold it a certain way, and then those shapes that from the fold lines become the patchwork shapes. I, and I, I don't know, I, I don't really think I have a very sophisticated style that somebody could see it other than that it's blue. Like anything that I bring to the guild, it's all blue. And they're like, oh yeah, this is Laura's quilt. Only <laughs> just a ton of blue in it and <laughs> like some pinks or corals, but yeah. <laughs> so other than blue, do you have um, like other things that, that inspire you? Like... Um, I don't know, things from nature or like from Instagram or any anything else in particular? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like inspiration wise, I really like just city patterns. So um, a quilt that I really want to make that's in kind of like the idea pipeline is some tiles that I saw at one of the, I guess it was like the underground near um, Bay and Bloor is like the big downtown hub. And I'm glad that I took a picture of it and I kind of measured it all out because they ripped it out when they were um, like renovating the area. Um, so stuff like that, I get really inspired by architecture, um, patterns that I see just going on in, in life. Um, so I try to always take a picture of that and then kind of make it my own or distill it from the essence that I was really attracted to. In addition to the, uh, the pro account that you were talking about that's launching soon, do you have any other kind of fun projects or goals for this year that you can share with us? Yeah, so I definitely want to make some more proof of concept. So Gar's um, designed some really amazing quilts and, and I'm going to put like little rabbit ears around quilts. Does he sew? I'm sorry. No, he doesn't sew. And so I think that that's also like one of the pros. That's your goal? <laughs> no, my goal is to actually make something that he's designed. So he oh, made cool. this really beautiful Art Deco quilt looking thing but I'm like I look at it and I'm like I I don't know how I can make that <laughs> so um, my goal to be more succinct in this uh in this podcast is my goal is really to um learn foundation paper piecing and then make that into a quilt 
So it's like you can come up with really complex things, but you can still make these ideas into quilts. So pre-quilt right now is mostly or entirely patchwork based. So it doesn't have the capability for paper piecing or applique, but that's kind of next on the list. Well, we're hoping so. I mean, there's a lot of limitations on, and this is where EQ8 really excels, right? So you can come up with a design and then it'll print out the the template pieces for you from what I understand, which we're not there yet. Um, I, I would say that the powerful thing about prequel is it really gets you excited with the visualization of what you can make, cool. but we're still relying on people's know-how on how to, to patch that together to make it. Uh, we also want to try and get to a point where people can design the quilting. So you design the, uh, design the patchwork, and then what would that look like with different quilting motifs on top? So hopefully we'll get there as well. That came from some really good feedback from, from people we met at QuiltCon. Um, which is something that's been really good is that we're always open to feedback because that helps us know what we should work on next. Hey everyone, we've got a quick announcement to make. This week we've got a sweet treat for Quilt Buzz listeners. That's right, Prequilt is offering a special promo for our listeners. Now through May 31st, use the code QUILTBUZZ, all one word, for $10 off either their basic or pro annual plan. As a user of the Pro Plan, you are able to share digital coloring pages of your design with anyone and direct users straight to your online shop to purchase your quilt pattern. So head over to prequilt.com and use the offer code QUILTBUZZ, all one word, for $10 off either the basic or pro annual plan. Okay, back to the podcast. It is time to move on to our rapid fire quilty questions. Are you ready, Laura? Choo, choo. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> laser sounds. Okay, guys. The laser guns are out. Anna, why don't you kick us off? Okay. What is your favorite time of day to quilt? Nighttime, because the boys are asleep. Do you wear shoes while sewing? I wear one shoe. Shoe for the presser foot or the other foot? Um, the foot with the presser foot does not have a shoe. Okay. So opposite of Amanda. <laughs> No, I wear <laughs> shoes for everything. <laughs> so does that mean when you're driving, do you drive like with one foot barefoot and the other with a shoe on? No, no, I, I'm just, I have the delicate touch when I drive my sewing machine, but <laughs> Your toe-eye coordination is on. With cars, car, I can yes. sometimes never get close enough, so really I need every inch of height my shoe can provide. <laughs> <laughs> I have a sewing machine. I have my my presser foot on a box, and I oh have my other box. Oh, what? It's short person hack. <laughs> that's a, that's a pro tip, there, guys. Do you listen to music, watch Netflix, or is it the sounds of silence when you quilt? No, music or audiobooks. What's currently on the um, playlist? A lot of Dermot Kennedy. Yeah. I just went to that concert, so. <laughs> What's your favorite snack while quilting? I don't eat around my fabric, so only water. You're going to say I don't eat, period. <laughs> tell, me, <laughs> tell me more. I only binge before I go down, but. <laughs> and it's also a very good um, dieting technique when you're trying to not eat after 9 p.m. 
<laughs> Another <laughs> pro tip. You have so many tips today. I know. All right. So what's your favorite traditional block? I would say the log cabin is my favorite right now. What's your favorite color? Blue. And what color fabric do you use the most? Blue. And who is your favorite fabric designer? Um, Nani Iro and Carolyn Friedlander. Good choices. What's the last fabric you bought? Nani Iro and Carolyn Friedlander. <laughs> Consistent, kids. <laughs> and Amber Studios. They were having like a buy one, get one um, at the end of QuiltCon. So I got a bundle because I really like it. Oh, ones. nice. Yeah. yeah, they have good stuff too. Good stuff. What are your top three quilting notions? Um, yeah, a block lock, an eight and a half by 24 ruler, and probably, I don't know, the rotary cutter. So pressing preference, are you more on the, to the dark side or open or whatever works for you? If I'm doing blocks, I tend to, to press to one side. Um, but if I'm doing like an open, like a whole quilt kind of design, it's all open. If you have to pick one, which one? HSTs, curves, or strip piecing? Strip piecing. Do you prefer machine or hand quilting? I would like to hand quilt everything, but since I don't finish anything, I'm going to stick with machine quilting. Machine bind or hand bind? Hand binding. What's your favorite part of the quilting process? Designing and doing the fabric pull. What's one bad habit or one bad quilting habit you wish you could give up? Stop buying printed fabrics because I never use them. (laughs) <laughs> very specific I like the action item <laughs> I'll, I'll take it off you yeah. Wendy will take I'll, it for you I'll take them I'm gonna adopt my um, printed fabric <laughs> happily um so who's your quality BFF um I would have to say I'm very very lucky I live in Toronto and there's an amazing amazing group of women that I see um a couple times a month so they're all my BFFs <laughs> who's your quilty crush um, I, I definitely say Carolyn Friedlander. What's your favorite recent make? I would have to say uh, I really love the circus tent quilt, but I'm more excited about things that are to come, hopefully. Okay, now be really honest with us. So how many quilts are in your whip pile right now? I have eight. Yeah, I have four tops I need to, to do something with. I have one that I'm working on that I'm really excited on, and I've, I've worked on it for two years. Um <laughs> So it's, I need to just finish it. But I think I was making it too big, especially when I was looking at quilts at QuiltCon. I'm like, I don't, I don't need to make all my quilts queen size quilts. Wait, what? Hold the phone. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> why? Why, why did I do that? <laughs> That's just insanity. Yeah, Which is why I haven't finished anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and then I have two or three actually I have three that are in fabric pull stage do you have any other hobbies I am trying to sew my own wardrobe and I have a couple movie clubs that I started with some friends what's your favorite movie Ah, uh, well recently it's Parasite it's so good you can't watch it over and over again but I that blew my mind and like Jojo Rabbit because it was so darkly humorous Um, So we've got just a couple more questions for you. First up is, who are three accounts you think everyone should be following and why? Well, definitely you guys, because I think it's going to bring a lot of quirk to the community. Um, We will take that shout out. (laughs) Yep. Quilt buzz. Um, I also really like what Kim is doing over at Feel Good Fibers. Um, 
I, I love the idea that you can give a second life to maybe the things that you don't need anymore. Um, so that when I'm, I wish that it was available for Canadians, but I totally understand um, why it's not. Um, it's, it's a lot to develop a whole community like that. And um, I really like Steph Skardal's feed as well, because I think she's very open, very honest, and she's not afraid to talk about some of the harder things that, that happen in the quilting community or some of the things that, that are relevant. So, um, I, and I think she always has a very interesting take on things. So I try to follow that one pretty regularly as well. And before we sign off, do you have any fun projects on the horizon? Well, um, if if COVID-19 doesn't get too crazy, I'm supposed to be teaching some workshops at Quilt Canada um, in in June. And I was looking forward to uh, like an empty hotel room. But um, <laughs> um, but I also have a, a Bojagi-inspired project. That's the one I've been working on for two years. So that one I, I really want to get done. It's a it's an idea that I had about um, being a Korean adoptee. So it's just it's this white quilt with red thread, and there's a little bit of significance to it. So I really want to finish that. And we can follow along the progress of that on at Commonwealth Quilts. Yeah, that would be at Commonwealth Quilts. And by progress, there's there's not much, but maybe I'll start there. And I get on that, Laura. (laughs) And that's another thing. I tend to not share progress shots, and I should. I should just you know not get too hung up on it being perfect or ready or whatever. So progress shots are the best. Progress shots are the best. They are. And we can just, we'll remind you. We'll just pester you and share them. (laughs) So we need to wrap up and we hope that you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to contact any of us, we can be found on our Instagram accounts. I'm at Broadcloth Studio, Wendy. I am the Dot Weekend Quilter. Anna. I'm at Wax and Wayne Studio. And Laura. I'm at Commonwealth Quilts and at Prequilt. Or you can go to our podcast account at quilt.buzz or our website quiltbuzzpodcast.com for our previous episodes and updates on upcoming guests. If you love what you heard, and we hope you do, we also hope that you'll give us a five-star rating, subscribe to the show on your podcast provider of choice, and tell your friends how to subscribe and listen too. Thanks so much for joining, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. 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 Bye.